We here at Stormdar Weather work hand-in-hand with the National Weather Service and other professional weather service agencies as a weather-ready nation ambassador. We are avid weather enthusiasts who have studied the likes of Mother Nature for over 30 years. The purpose of this podcast is to provide weather information, facts, and trivia in a manner that is entertaining and easily understood by everyone. Well, hello and welcome back to the Stormdar Weather Podcast. This is episode 37, the October Master Blaster Edition. I'm Rando. I'm Corey. And we are looking at uh, quite a bit today. I mean, I want to start off by saying we are recording this on Tuesday, October 9th, and there is a tornado watch for most of southwest Missouri, a portion of northwest Arkansas, and southeast Kansas. We've got a line of severe thunderstorms. Uh, heading this way, and we're going to be watching that. So uh, while we're, we are recording the this podcast, Corey's going to be watching the radar and, and the site and make sure we get everything to you. But before then, I am back from my vacation. Well, it wasn't a vacation. It was a conference I went to that I loved, met some wonder, wonderful people. Uh, went to Albuquerque uh, area. It's the, the Tamaya uh, Hyatt, Re- Hyatt Regency, is that what the Hyatts are? Hyatt mm-hmm. Regency or something. <laughs> it was great, left last Wednesday, got back late last night, and I got to mention, on Saturday, uh, we got up super early and went to the Balloon Fiesta in Albuquerque. I've seen videos of that from the past, of people driving around just in balloons everywhere. Is that what it looked like? Just balloons everywhere? It was amazing. Yes, yes. We left. Um, they have what they call a mass ascension about, you know, just after sunrise. And that's mm-hmm. where the, the hundreds, I mean, 100, 200, maybe 300, I don't know, balloons just suddenly after sunrise, these things just go way, way up. And we got, uh, I can't believe how many people was there. We we left at about 4.30 in the morning. I know that's very early for me. Wow. <laughs> uh, drove down there, uh, got stuck in traffic. Took us about three and a half hours to get there. And I heard that that wasn't right because it should have taken about two hours. But then we found out later there was a major accident. Oh. And so they were diverting the thousands upon tens of thousands of people driving in there. So we finally got there. We saw some of the... The Mass uh, Ascension, and uh, I got pictures I'm probably going to post next week on the site, because it was just, if you haven't been there, you really need to go. I mean, to see that many balloons just take off at once. It's like the Super Bowl for hot air balloonists. It really is. Yeah, and the festival goes all week. Found out, I mean, the the perfect weather conditions for Saturday. Uh, A front came through on Sunday, and they couldn't do the liftoff. They have to do what they what they call a tethered liftoff. Uh-huh. They go up and then with the with the tether because the wind's just too strong, right? And something else I learned that is kind of weather related. It's called they, it's called the box. Have you heard of that? It's nope. it, it's where you have a, kind of a little mountain range on one side and a mountain range on another side, and the balloons they go up a little bit and then they drift one direction. Let's say to the east. Let's say. And they hit a thermal because that's what the 
uh, when the sun comes up and starts heating it, the thermal, then the balloon rises. And when it rises, it catches the wind going another direction. Therefore, it heads west, cool. and then they can fall down. So it's like makes a little box. That was fascinating. That is cool. Yeah. So I just wanted to, to say that. I met wonderful people, wonderful singers, and and other people from all around the country. So I am wet, real well rested. I got uh, sleep in my own bed last night. Oh, good deal. That's always nice the first time back. Slept like a rock. <laughs> well, let's get to the big story. I mean, the, the, the really big story is the tornado watch. We're, we are watching that line come in. But the reason this line is coming in, the warm temperatures are coming to an end for a while. Well, it is October. Yeah, yeah. And this is the, the time of the year we always talk about, the Master Blaster. And the Master Blaster is a term we use to to define a cold front that is so powerful it kind of changes the whole thermal profile of the season. So mm-hmm. we were now when I was gone last week, what was our temperatures here? Were we in the 80s? Oh yeah, it was nice and warm. I was in the pool most <laughs> Again? of the time. <laughs> so uh well, we were, we're not anymore. Yeah. But uh it was very nice, very summer like uh-huh. around these parts. Uh, I saw a picture of you wearing a jacket where you were, though. It was amazing. That was Sunday. Yeah, I mean, it was fine. We were in the 70s, and then that cold front came through or some kind of front. I don't know. if uh, I'm not quite sure. I didn't really check out, but it was in the 50s and the, on Sunday, and that picture, we were getting ready to go to the banquet in the evening, and it, the wind was blowing. It was cold, <laughs> and you all were in shorts in the pool, and I was in a yeah. coat freezing <laughs> out there. Yeah, and uh, that's... Uh, you know, the tropics are really, really active out there. We're going to get to that in a little bit. But anyway, back to the Master Blaster. We, we've, we've, we've kind of redefined it. We had different levels of Master Blaster, um, but, the, but we've kind of combined it into one definition now. Uh, like you said, we had temperatures in the 80s. What's going to happen? This is the powerful cold front that's going to sweep through, and cold air advection is going to continue to flow in behind this thing, and that's going to cause daily high temperatures to go down and down and down and down each day. It's basically the front that ushers in the next season, and that's fall. Yeah, yeah, that's our master blaster. Mm -hmm. So, and I, I haven't checked today. I've been really busy keeping up with the site and all the severe weather going on, but didn't I see there was a possibility of a daytime high here of 59? Yeah, now it's... Uh, they they brought that up to about sixty five on Saturday, but uh, Monday I saw just a few minutes ago they're expecting a high of fifty seven. No way! So it's going to continue. That cold air is going to continue to flow, filter in. Yeah, yeah. And and the thing uh, that another reason we call it a master blaster is not just the cold air; it's that line of severe weather. Uh, we we've had terrible master blasters before, and I remember one. T- I just remember this so well. I think it was maybe even eight or 10 years ago, I was in Springfield and we had a line of severe thunderstorms coming and uh, with 80 mile an hour wind gusts and the whole Northwestern sky was getting so dark. This was like late afternoon Mm -hmm. and I was with my grandson, Logan, and we were in Ozark and I said, Logan, we got to get our food. We have got to go. This thing is going to going to barrel through because it was moving 50, 60 miles an hour. So I thought, okay, we were at Burger King. We got to get our food. We have to go. And we hauled down the road to Branson and that black sky just started following us. And after that, there was a 20 to 30 degree temperature drop, which is powerful. 
and that was one of the main master blasters that came in. So, so our definition now of a master blaster is a dramatic cold front coming through with with uh, a big differential in the thermal profiles, which means, in layman's terms, we're not going to see highs in the 80s for a while. <laughs> no, we're done. Right, well, we we might reach another 80, yeah. you know, here and there somewhere. Yeah. Because it happens, but uh, for a week-long temperature of 87, no. No, no. We're just, it, yeah, what we had this past week. It, October, and next month is November, and now we're getting close to the winter season. So, so like we said in the past couple of podcasts, I mean, the fall is going to be this up and down and up and down. Excuse me, have those powerful cold fronts come through. And this is precisely what's going on. I mean, with what we're seeing today, this is just a line, the, a line of thunderstorms. Uh, associated with a low pressure system that is in south central Kansas right now, and the uh, I call it the twelve and three, where it's in that northeast quadrant. That's where you're going to find the most uh, severe weather uh, because it's close to that circulation of the of the low, and that's kind of where we're at. And the Storm Prediction Center has plopped that tornado watch, and uh, it's for like I said for all of us. Uh, it looks like more of a wind event. I think you noted. Uh, just a little bit ago, that there's not a lot of lightning associated with these with these storms. You know, not yet, but uh, I think the later today and today and tonight, I think maybe we'll, that'll pick up. I think so. And and the National Weather Service has a for today has a sixty seventy percent chance of showers and thunderstorms for in the afternoon, and then going to ninety percent overnight, and then sixty percent into Wednesday morning. Uh, so that tells me that there's after this front blows through, there's still going to be some rain. And that makes sense because, you know, when you have these, these cooler temperatures coming in, the, the colder air will condense the, the moisture. And man, if you've been outside today, it feels very weird. Yeah. Outside. It's hard to explain what it feels like. It's, it's not like, it doesn't feel like spring. I feel, it does a little bit, but it's not, it's not that warm out. It doesn't feel that warm. No, but, uh, it definitely feels a little eerie, eerie and juicy in the clouds. I wasn't quite sure what to change the for- forecast pick to because right. I was like, "Well, it's cloudy." Well, the sun kind of comes out, but then the tornado watch came came down, so that's the the main main thing we have to do now. Uh, we're just gonna have to watch radar on it again. We're recording this on Tuesday, so uh, the rest of the week it looks like it's gonna clear out uh, Wednesday evening, and when we have those, I'm. Checking the the latest forecast for us now for Branson area, uh, we're going to have uh, the forecast is to for today seventy nine degrees for the high, Wednesday sixty six degrees for the high, Thursday sixty three, Friday sixty five, and then sixty five for Saturday, fifty nine for Sunday, and fifty seven for Monday. And I got to tell you, Corey. You remember, I don't know if it was last week or the week before, I think it was last week, I was watching the GFS, and we mentioned that GFS was saying something powerful is coming in around the 13th. Well, <laughs> probably not a good day to go camping. I don't, no, no, I don't I, mean, I don't think so at all. <laughs> but we're going to be going into a wet period uh, mm-hmm. after, after that. Thursday looks sunny, Friday's partly sunny, Saturday, another uh, round of showers coming in, and that... 
my friends, is leads us to the tropics. Uh, we're going to start with the Pacific. There is a hurricane out there. Hurricane Sergio has been there for a while. A cat to cat two, cat two or cat one. He's decreasing. Yeah, but the. Excuse me, the remnants of that, <laughs> I have to swallow, I have to swallow. Uh, the remnants of that is going to go up Baja and into Mexico and then into Texas. And pretty much all the models are saying it's going to come right over southwest Missouri. Which is kind of rare, really. I mean, it doesn't happen that often. A lot of the times they come up through the Gulf and, and hit us that way. But rarely do you see one coming from way over there. Yeah, because they're usually going out towards Hawaii. Coming up right up by 44. Yeah. Yeah, that's maybe, right. Maybe he's touring uh, Route 66 a little bit. He's going to go up, you know. Well, yeah. Go Tulsa. And stop in Branson for a couple shows. Might as well. And I think that's going to happen, too. <laughs> so if we get the remnants of that system, I mean, the GFS is really locked in on that. And the, the Canadian model's kind of kind of saying that Canadian put it a little bit further north, eh, Springfield, toward between Springfield and Kansas City. But the GFS is saying right over 44. Right. And that seems to be the general consensus now. And you mentioned uh, the Gulf. My gosh. We got a monster going down there. It's a pretty good-sized hurricane headed right to the uh, Florida Panhandle. And it's growing. Strengthening really fast. I mean, we were watching it on the Yucatan Peninsula, and they said, okay, this thing's headed north. And even though the peak season for hurricanes was, you know, was the third week of September, we're still in hurricane season till uh, is it the end of November or the first of November? I think it's the end of December November. 1st. December 1st. Yeah. So we've still got stuff going on there. So, Michael, we are really going to watch because now they're forecasting it to be a major hurricane uh, either tonight or tomorrow. And that thing is going to slam up. And uh, it's, it's been a while since, since the coast has had a major hurricane uh, on the Florida panhandle. The southern tip, that little notch of Alabama down there. And, of course, oh, oh, listen to me. <laughs> and, of course, when that hurricane uh, hits land, like all of them generally do, they will decrease and become remnants after that. Um, you got your eye on something, don't you, over there? I'm, I'm, it's hard to tell. There's nothing been issued, but I'm just watching it. Yeah. Yeah. And we want to say, too, that this line coming through today, I know people will be listening to this later. Uh, this isn't a classic is not a classic spring setup where you're going to have isolated supercells and big tornadoes. These are what I call the frontline spin-ups. Um, they're the ones just ahead of a line that the line is moving, you know, so dynamically across that you get these little areas along that line that kind of want to spin up. And we're watching uh, the velocities on the radar. And there's been quite a few uh, tornado warnings come out of this line in Oklahoma, and, and you sent me a picture earlier in Midway, Midwest City. Midwest City, cars just tossed all over the parking lot. That's crazy. And at one point, there were three tornado warnings just east mm-hmm. of Oklahoma I City. I saw a graphic out of Oklahoma City about an hour ago and said seven tornadoes have been confirmed from Oklahoma City onto the east. Oh, my gosh. The area. Yeah, so this line means business. And again, you know, we mentioned it's it's moving in. It will is into Southwest Missouri, and the air, like I said, outside is just really juicy and weird. We've got a nice southeast to east wind, and that's also indicative of 
of something going on to our west. If the wind flow is from the east and we have activity to the west, that wind is flowing dynamically into that system. And it's taking all that juice and all that moisture and warmth and feeding that line. So we think that line is really going to continue. It's not going to it, it's not going to drop down, especially in daytime heating uh, in the afternoon and everything. It, it's it's going to be crazy. I will say on the front line here, the lightning does seem to be picking up. Okay, so it's getting more of an electrical component right. now. Yeah, yeah, and I think they were mentioning too that the, the that the main thing with this line is going to be a wind. I mean, there's going to be some hail, but this is mostly a wind event because the the atmosphere is is switching over. Okay, we in the Atlantic. It's back to the Atlantic. We got Michael. We did that. Um, Leslie, we've talked about Leslie for how many weeks now? <laughs> Still hanging on out Still there. Still just going around in circles, Leslie. <clears throat> Excuse me. Yeah, it's just, I mean. So I Leslie mean, is female because Michael was next. We, oh, we, so last week female. we wondered, or two weeks, or whenever that was, <laughs> we asked, is Leslie a boy or a girl? And oh, yeah. Well, Michael came along. Unless we're pronouncing that wrong, it's Michelle, but no, it's Michael. No, I, th- I, think, it, I think it's Michael. Because <laughs> then after Michael comes Nadine. Yep, so it's back and forth right. then. Yep. Yeah, but I mean, I don't think Leslie's going to give up. I mean, the storm, if you look at the recent past on this storm, it'd go west and then kind of go north and then kind of circle back around. I mean, the storm's just going in circles and won't give up the ghost. It's very entertaining to watch on the satellite, just kind of meander out there. And yeah, Nadine, you mentioned Nadine. That's a newly developed tropical system. Uh, it's east of the African coast. It's way out there. And it's... Uh, it's just going to kind of kind of move east and then north a little bit and just kind of diminish. So we don't expect that one to have any impact at all on us. Uh, and then finally, the Central Pacific. There's finally nothing going on in the Central Pacific. Well, good. So we should go to Hawaii. Okay. <laughs> there's nothing. Might there's, as well. Wouldn't that be fun? We, we should have a Storm to Our Podcast road trip. And go I to, would agree. Yeah. Maybe for a couple of weeks. Out there. That's what I so think. if anybody wants to sponsor that. Uh, yeah, yeah, we need sponsors. <laughs> we got that going on. Well, I mean, the thing that's uh, it's going to that we we talk about with these little spin ups and stuff. I checked the Storm Prediction Center's meso uh, meso maps and stuff. There's quite a bit of wind shear out there, and that's just winds, uh, low level winds going one direction, mid level winds going another, and there's all types of wind shear causes them to twist a little bit. It sure does, and that's what we're getting, and that's what this weather school is about today. We played it earlier, but just a a refresher, because I've been gone. I haven't had a chance to make a new one, so we're going to repeat this. This weather school is all about wind shear. If there's something about the weather that you want to know, stormed our weather school. You've probably heard us talk a lot about wind shear. This weather school is dedicated solely about wind shear and what it means in weather or if you happen to be in an airplane flying through it. The term wind shear is used when air is flowing differently in different layers of the atmosphere. There are two basic types of wind shear. One, 
directional shear. That's where the wind is blowing at different directions with height. So for a basic example, the wind at the surface is blowing from the south. But if you happen to go up a few thousand feet, then it may be blowing from the west. And even way up higher in the atmosphere, it could be blowing from the northwest or even the north. And second, there's unidirectional shear. That's when the air is blowing in the same direction with height, but at different speeds. We have to look at the atmosphere in three dimensions, in which the air is moving all over the place, right and left, back and forth, up and down. It's easier to realize this concept when you look at the water. Say, for example, a boat passes by, and then waves develop on top of the water. We only see the surface of the water ripple, but what we can't see is what's going on underneath the surface. The water moves in all different directions when force is put upon it, so the boat going by displaces some of the water and it gets all mixed up. This is what happens with air as well. The only difference is air is very buoyant and is carried around much easier than water, and it's basically invisible. Air moves around in the atmosphere from a variety of things. Heat causes air to rise. Cold causes air to sink. Since the Earth is spinning, then the centripetal force of the Earth's motion keeps the atmosphere fluid and always moving. This centripetal force causes spins to form and we get what we know as low and high pressure systems. When the air rises, then low pressure systems develop and those systems start spinning counterclockwise in the northern hemisphere. In other words, the, the pressure of the air on the earth, or the weight, lowers when air rises. High pressure is just the opposite. Air sinks and increases the pressure or weight. And high pressure spins clockwise in the northern hemisphere. Other factors cause air to move around, and those are the density of the air and also the temperature. So now back to wind shear. Airline pilots do not like wind shear. In fact, strong shear could be very dangerous for aircraft when they're taking off or landing. Vertical shear close to the surface can either cause a plane to be quickly lifted up or force the aircraft to suddenly drop upon takeoff or landing. Technology has evolved so much now that radar is able to detect wind shear so the pilots can maneuver either around or through the shear with little difficulty. Have you ever been way up in the sky flying around and then you suddenly feel like the bottom dropped out from under you? Or you're lifted really fast? That's called turbulence. And turbulence is caused by pockets of air moving up and down or updrafting or downdrafting. Updrafting and downdrafting is what goes on in a thunderstorm. Heated and many times moist air rises and condenses when it hits the right temperature and forms a cloud. Now add some directional wind shear to that concept. As the air is lifted from the surface, 
it not only rises, but it is blown or tilted in the direction that the wind is blowing. For example, let's say we have a strong southerly wind, or a horizontal wind, at the surface. So when the air rises, it's tilted a little bit to the north. Remember that a southerly wind blows to the north. That air continues to rise a few thousand feet, but then the horizontal wind changes direction, say, now blowing from the west. That rising air then starts taking on the direction of the way the wind is blowing at that height. This is one thing that keeps the engine of a thunderstorm going. The rising air now shears off in a new direction, while more air at the surface rises at that original direction. The combination of a strong updraft with directional shear can get thunderstorms twisting and possibly produce a tornado. Radar now has the ability to see wind patterns in a thunderstorm. If a twist starts occurring in the middle of a storm, then the radar sees it as a possible rotation. This is why you hear the phrase, radar-indicated tornado. That phrase doesn't necessarily mean a tornado is on the ground, but it means that a, this particular storm is showing signs of rotation, and if that rotation becomes stronger, then tornado formation is likely, and a warning will be issued. You must have strong wind shear to get a tornado. Storms that don't tap into wind shear will bubble up and then they'll rain themselves out, kind of like they do in the dead of summer. The Storm Prediction Center looks at wind shear factors when issuing severe thunderstorm watches or tornado watches. If the shear is low, then tornado formation is low, so they will go for the severe thunderstorm watch instead of the tornado watch. But if shear is strong, then tornado formation will be a lot easier, so they'll probably pop a tornado watch. Even under a severe thunderstorm watch, a tornado can form from a powerful severe thunderstorm if the updraft is strong enough and it can tap into at least a little wind shear. I hope this weather school helps clarify what we mean when you hear us talk about wind shear. If you hear us talk about strong shear, then you know that the atmosphere could be ripe for some tornadoes. If you have a question about the weather you'd like us to answer, then send us an email at stormdarweather at gmail.com and in the subject line, put weather question. Well, that does it for this edition of Stormdar Weather School. And wind shear is just flying around all over the place. <laughs> That's what it does. <laughs> Directional, roll shear, uh, vertical shear, unidirectional. It's all over the place. Good for tornadoes, bad for hurricanes. Yeah, yeah, that's what we mentioned. And, that, and there's no really little, if any, wind shear going on in the Gulf. And that's why Michael is just continuing just to pop up. And we do have wind shear over us. So that we'll does play a part. We'll see what happens. So it's time for this week in weather history. So, Corey, what you got? Well... Today, actually, uh, October in 1871, in the city of Chicago, it was very windy. Yes, yes. Just saying. 
That was the day in weather history. No, no. <laughs> uh, evidently, it was windy in Chicago. It was windy uh, in Wisconsin. And uh, you know what doesn't mix with wind? What? Fire. Oh, you're right. This date in weather history, the Great Chicago Fire burns much of the city to the ground, fueled and fanned by strong southwest winds. An estimated 250 people were killed. Now, on the same night of the Chicago Fire, forest fire swept through a, a town in Wisconsin that I can't really pronounce. Pe Peshtigo, Wisconsin. An estimated 1,200 to a, possibly as many as 2,500 people die as gale force winds push flames across the town. Wow. Yeah. Yeah, and that's why they have a lot of this problem out there in California, because you get those monsoonal winds going and the fires, it you can't control it. So don't burn if you're outside. This says a severe drought was blamed for the tender, dry conditions. And that was what, the 1800s? 1871. Wow. Yeah. And unfortunately, we're, we're still in a drought here. I mean... Kind of, yeah. It, it's... Like like I said, Taney County's kind of divided still. I mean, the southern Taney County is not in a drought. And northern Taney County is, is like in a slight or a little bit, what is it, a moderate, the next one. But uh, it looks, yeah. if we just get this, I mean, if the Weather Service is saying we're going to get one to two inches, that's, I mean, eat, any little bit of rain is going to help this drought. But it's, I don't know, we need to get out of it before winter. Uh, fortunately, there's no fires around here. I haven't really had a lot of, of the grass fires this year, which is a very good thing, actually. Mm -hmm. But our drought was nowhere near as severe as it was last year, too. So True, true. And I, and, I, and there's still, I think, northeast Missouri, That's they were in like a, a severe to extreme, and they're getting better. But They are. Everyone's getting better. Mm -hmm. So, I mean, it, it, it does take a lot of time. No, once you're in a drought to get out of it, it really does. Yeah, because uh, I think Mike said, Mike Griffin, our meteorologist, said the drought just feeds on itself with the dry. So if you have a little bit of rain, it'll moisten some, but it, then if it stops, then all that will keep feeding on itself again. Uh, boy, that's crazy. Mm -hmm. Okay, let's get to our next segment. It's the weather word of the week. And this week's Stormdar Weather Weather Word of the Week is... Anab anabotic? Is that how you pronounce it? Or anabatic? I think it's anabatic because I had to look it up on Google pronunciation. So, <laughs> anabatic. A-N-A-B-A-T-I-C. So you're trusting Google? Yeah. <laughs> Maybe it's like acrobatic. Anabatic. Anabatic. Yeah, okay. Yeah. What's that mean? It's wind flowing up an incline, just like an acrobat. Yeah. Flows up an incline, such as a hillside. Or an upslope wind. Yeah, I guess going up the mountains or something. You have that, be. you know, over there where you were in Colorado, and, you know, I'm sure. Oh, yeah, the antibiotic wind would probably take mm -hmm. those balloons up. Sure. Oh, how about that? There you go. Yeah, well, I, yeah, I definitely am glad I went to see that, that, uh, those, those balloons. It was really amazing. And a little chilly. I mean, I wore my, wore my coat, but I left it on the bus because by the time we got there, since it was later, I just wore my flannel shirt and really, you're was, up a lot higher elevation over there than you are over here, right? 5,000. Yeah, 5, about, about a mile. I mean, I think Denver's, what, 52? They're at a mile. Yeah, they're pretty close to a mile. Yeah, I didn't think anything, you know, I didn't have any problems breathing or anything. You know, it's altitude sickness affects different people. Some people can just go up to nine, ten thousand feet and be fine. It doesn't affect me until, you know, about 10,000, 12,000. 
Oh, wow. It didn't affect me until we got to the top of Pike's Peak, and then I was about to pass out, but, you know. Oh, wow. Well, I mean, you know, a mile high is not that bad. Many people live there, and elevations are all over the place. Well, we are continuing to watch this develop. I'm sure I'll probably... uh, be going live here later people are asking questions but uh we just want everybody to stay safe and uh be aware of this tornado watch and we're just going to watch this thing go in uh, we did a little check of the of the storm prediction center the cape we did uh, a weather school on cape which is convective available potential energy for these thunderstorms and tornadoes and it is rising so it's about 2,000 joules per kilogram in springfield about 1500 in branson and really anything over a thousand is enough energy to really get stuff going. So if that cape keeps going up, then we're going to uh, have some more intense weather. And I think I'm going to go outside and, and look at the, the clouds are weird. They, they're they pretty actually. Yeah. I, I love them. Uh, when it starts storming and lightning, don't stay out there, but come in. I mean, if you can get some pictures before the storm rolls in, just go ahead and send them to us. We'll post them. But yeah, are stay you, safe. Are you getting some stuff? You're, you're I got a couple some. things here. I'm probably going to post here in a minute. Yeah, from from northeast Oklahoma. Mm-hmm. I think it's not not quite yet in 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 Branson. So, uh, best thing to do if you're listening to this podcast today, uh, which you may not, because it probably won't drop till later on tonight. But we are watching it. Be prepared for the cooler temperatures. Um, fall is making it's. It's face known now. I mean, we had a little cool down a week or two ago, but, you know, we we thought in our head, you know, it's not quite over yet. October is our transition month into November, and we got back up in the 80s. Uh, Didn't think we were going to hit 90 again. I don't think any place hit 90. Um, Heat index did. Well, well, yeah, but I mean, actual actual air temperature. And now, day by day by day by day, we're going to get colder and colder. So I'm glad my mother has her furnace lit. Wow. The neighbor came down. Good deal. And, well, I was, of course, I was out in New Mexico, and I we kept texting her, and it's like, you really need to get your furnaces lit, because I can't light them for you. So the the neighbor guy came down and lit both of her furnaces. Uh, it's going to be good camping weather this weekend, except it is going to rain. And uh, the we keep watching the Weather Prediction Center for projected rainfall amounts, and now uh, we it came out this afternoon and they're saying we we could get some rain out of this sergio thing it seems to be coming more and more likely yeah and if the gfs is correct then we're going to get a nice rain and this is going to be a tropical rain this is not severe it's remnants of a tropical system which you like you said before it it's kind of rare that that comes from the pacific over Mm -hmm. here uh we also need to mention that michael will not be affecting us michael is going to hit uh, the Florida coast, and then take a right turn, go up uh, Georgia, and then kind of the the Carolinas, and then out. It's it's going to be moving pretty fast once it hits on on shore. It's moving fast now, which I'm kind of surprised that it's strengthening so much. Right, that water's pretty primed up, warm. Oh, it's, it's still right over the primary. Is it's nice and uh, Caribbean-y. Caribbean-y. Is that a... Car- Caribbean-y. <laughs> is that a word? No. But... See, you learn new words here at Storm Dark right. Weather, so <laughs> we'll have to have to do that. Well, you got anything else? No. Okay, well, let's wrap this thing up. Be sure to look for us on Facebook at Storm Dark Weather. Like our page and be sure to like or comment on our posts to have them show up in your newsfeed. You can always contact us through our Facebook page or send us an email to stormdarweather at gmail.com. Thank you.
Well, that does it for this time. So join us next week for the next edition of the Stormdar Weather Podcast. <laughs>